Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, would you open them with me to the book of John, Gospel of John, chapter 6. Gospel of John, chapter number 6, and verse 60. John 6, verse 60. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Thank You for Your Word, Lord. Bless it to our hearts. Help us to receive it as the Word of the Lord, and let it do its wonder in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands to God. And you may be seated. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, why are you following him? Why are you following him? Amen. When you read John chapter 6, Jesus began to really tell it like it was in some areas, talking about serving him, talking about, you know, that, you know, that he's, he's the, uh, uh, you know, God in flesh. He's the Father, you know, if you don't accept the Father, you don't accept him. And if you don't have the Father, you don't have him. And he said several things along these lines. And, uh, of course, he had a big group of people following him all the time. Amen, along with his 12 chosen disciples and apostles. And uh, after he said a few of these things, I guess that, uh, you know, because... Sometimes, you know, uh, the people were there for all different reasons. But when he started telling them, hey, this is, you know, how the cow eats the cabbage. Hey, this is what we need to do to please God. This is what we need to do to, uh, you know, to live a good life and so forth. Amen. And he started talking along these lines and and they said, hey, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Uh, And and uh, he said, is this this what I'm telling you, offending you? And then he said a few other things, and they said, uh, you know, um, they, they didn't walk anymore with him after he said these things. And he looked to the 12, and he said, how are you guys doing? You guys going to go too? And then Jesus said, hey, you got the words of eternal life. Amen. And you're the Christ. We know you. We're sure you're the Christ, the, the Son of the living God. Amen. But during his earthly ministry... People follow Jesus for a variety of reasons. Amen. 
Some followed him because of his celebrity status. And you say, no, that couldn't be. Oh, yeah. You see how, you know, all you need is an Elvis or somebody along those lines. I know that's a while back, but amen, I'm old. Uh, you get somebody that's famous, whether it's a famous politician, a famous athlete, a famous musician or whatever. Amen. And people are going to flock to them just because, you know, of the celebrity. They want to get near him. They want to have a picture. They want to have an autograph and so forth. Amen. He drew huge crowds. Some people came just because of other people. Because their family and friends followed him, they followed him. Amen. Praise God. Uh, but, you know, the, you know, even when Jesus had a throng around him and, and uh, there was a woman with an issue of blood that came and uh, she came and touched the hem of his garment and he felt virtue leave him. And, and Jesus, you know, stopped everything and said, who touched me? And Jesus said, hey, you see these crowds? They're all trying to touch you. They're all trying to, for whatever reason, touch you. Amen. And so there was a, 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 a matter of celebrity along uh, the situation as well. Amen. And uh, some people just came because of other people. Amen. Some people came because they, he fed them. He fed, he fed them with a, a little boy's lunch, 5,000 men plus their wives and kids. Amen. And so they came thinking, hey, well, he's going to take care of our physical needs. Uh, some people came and followed him because he healed them. Amen. And because he healed uh, all many of diseases and different things. And it's a, just a laundry list of all the things that, uh, that he did for them. Some followed them because he cast demons out of some people that, uh, that were in bad shape and they needed deliverance. Uh, and he did it. And so they, they were relatives, they were friends, uh, or they were eyewitnesses to see what he did. And they're there. Amen. Some just followed him just to watch the miracles and so forth. Praise God. Amen. But, uh, and others followed him because of the words he spoke and the authority that he always had and the miracles that backed up his word. And today, people follow him for all a variety of reasons as well. Because people haven't changed. We're the same. Amen. It's just a different time, a different place, a different way of dressing, different customs. But the people are people when you get down to it. Amen. And sometimes people follow because of material things, because of, you know, prosperity. If I'll follow God, I'll, you know, he'll make me rich or whatever. And God does elevate our situation. God does make us better. Amen, for sure. But that's why some people follow. Amen. Because some people, they just want to feel good and they just want to appease their conscience. Amen. Some people might just come, amen, to, to the house of God once a week to appease their conscience and put the time in, so to speak, so that they feel good about it. And then for the rest of the week, whatever. I'm just throwing out what I've, what I've experienced and heard over the years. Amen. And, and some, they come maybe to want, because they want position or power or recognition, they follow Him. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, when I first was on my... I wasn't even on my journey to seek God yet. I was, I was just uh, wanting to play basketball on the church basketball team. <laughs> Amen. This was way back in like 1980 or so. And I, just, and I wanted to play basketball on the basketball team. 
Amen. And they had a gymnasium at this church. Whoa, it was like wood floors and glass backboards, fancy. And it was great. Amen. And, uh, but the prerequisite was you had to attend one Sunday service a week. They had a morning and a night. You had to turn, you attend one of the services, amen, a week to qualify to be on the team. Amen. I followed the Lord, quote unquote, for that period of time, not because of him, not because of his word, not because of how good he was, but because I had to so that I could play on the team. Amen. In fact, I would sit in the balcony and I would even get in trouble occasionally for cutting up in the balcony. Because hey, I'm, I'm just putting in time to play basketball. I'm not into what this guy's saying or what we're singing or what's going on. You know, I'm just kind of like, you know, squirrel looking at flies and when's this going to be over amen so that we can play basketball we can go to lunch or whatever i'm just being honest with you that was my first real experience with you know you know church amen but i'll tell you when god got a hold of my heart amen it was only not just only a few months later praise god i went back to that same church after not being there for many because i kind of dropped out after the basketball was over and stuff i went back now i was hungry and i was going for the right reasons. Amen. We don't want to just go for whatever. Amen. Some people go just because their parents want them to go. And I know when, when the kids are little, we say, you're going to church, young man. You're going to church, young lady. You're going to sit on that pew and you're going to be nice and you're not going to cut up in church. Yeah, that's one thing. Amen. But you know what? Praise God. There's more to following God than someone making me come. Praise God. When I get old enough, I want to come for my own self. Amen. I want to follow him for the right reasons. Praise God. Well, you know, if our parents put something into us, praise God. Thank God for that. But I got to go on my own. I got to go on my own. No matter what happens, praise God. And some, you know, because they want to impress or win somebody over, amen, in order to have a relationship with them or get married or whatever. I've seen that happen. You say, oh, nobody would ever do that. Oh, yeah, they would. Amen. See some, some girl or some guy in the church and say, all right, what do I got to do to get her? What do I got to do to get him? Okay, I'm just going to come to church. I'm going to act like I'm interested. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act like I'm praying and into it, whatever. And, and I'm just going to, whatever. And I've seen it happen. I know it's so sad to say that I've seen it happen. And then as soon as that guy or that girl that they were after says, wow, this person is really into it. And then they tie the knot. And then that person a lot of times drags them out of church. And they, they both gone. Very sad. Very sad. Amen. There's so many pe- reasons why people are following Jesus. Amen. To see signs and wonders, a sideshow, a magic show, to be wowed, to be amazed. Whoa, man, somebody got healed today. Woo, somebody, man, look at it. Someone got t- delivered today. Man, someone got baptized. You should see what happened in there. Man, somebody spoke in tongues today. Somebody did this. Somebody, wow, this is amazing. Whoa, amen. And also, a lot of these things, they're, they're okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. Praise God. But that's not the real reason. Why am I following him? Amen. Because I tell you what, when the when the dust settles uh, and when the winds blow uh, and when the storm comes uh, and when life hits you square in the head amen we need to be following him for the right reasons praise God because all those other things that's not going to keep me amen but if I'm following him for the right reasons that'll keep me praise God 
Why are you following him? You don't have to answer. It's a rhetorical question. Amen. Just, so, just think about it. Why, you know, why are you following him? We need to think about that question and honestly answer it. Every once in a while, it's good to take inventory. Amen. I worked and I used to be inventory control of my company. Amen. And we had to do it year end. And then we had to do it a quor- little bit quarterly here and there, but a big one of the year end. And you got to know what you have. You got to know what's in the warehouse. You got to know what's going on. Amen. And you got to take inventory of your life to see what's going on. Amen. Because we, we need to know why we're here. We need to know what's going on. Is my heart in the right place? Praise God. It's a very good thing. Amen. From time to time that we have them, that we see, we check our right motivation for following Him. Amen. The Bible said, but let every man examine himself. And in another place it said, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. We, we should examine ourselves. Self-examination is nothing wrong with that. Praise God. You can find out things if you examine yourself. You know, I mean, if you got something like growing out of the side of your head and you're not a unicorn, you probably should go get it checked out. Amen. Because you don't want to let that go. It's like, oh, I look in the mirror. Yeah, I see it. You know, I got this Band-Aid on it. Yeah, well, your Band-Aid's like this now. And uh, you, you should probably check that out. Amen. You should examine yourself. And if there's something not right, you, you should go get it, get it taken care of while it's still manageable and small. And, amen. And, and, and he said, well, you, before you get off course too much, examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, God will help us examine ourselves if we'll let him. Amen. You just ask him. Psalms 26 verse 2 said, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Amen. God, you show me. Amen. The, the, the Spirit is a light. The Spirit of God is a lamp. The Word of God is a lamp. It'll show us what we need and what we need to do and what we need to see. Amen. An introspective situation. Praise God. Because, folks, it is extremely important that we are following Him for the right reasons. Amen. There might have been a reason we got to Him, but we got to follow Him from then on in the right reasons. I might have got scared to the altar if someone preached on hell or preached on the Antichrist or the mark of the beast or the tribulation that we read about in Revelation. That might have scared me to come to church and check it out or watch a left behind video and people are getting, you know, getting left behind and people are getting taken. Oh, I don't want to get left behind. And I get to church to try to figure it out. All. But I'm not going to stay, amen, here because of fear. I'm going to keep on going because of love. I'm going to keep following him because he's God. And all these other things, they're just side things. They're good things. A lot of them are. But that's not the main reason I'm following him. Praise God. Because we will not be able to go the distance with God if we're not following him for the right reasons. We won't be able to make it all the way through. Because this is an endurance race. It's not a 100-yard dash. It's a, it's a marathon. And we've got to get all the way through it with the right reasons. You know, the, I'm reminded of the parable of the sower. Where the sower had the seed and he went out. The same seed fell on four different types of ground. And there was a different result. The seed was the same. The person throwing the seed was the same, but the ground was different in each case, and there was a different result because of the condition of the ground. You see, the seed is the Word of God, and the ground is our heart. 
the four types of ground, amen, represent every single person that comes in contact with the Word of God. Amen. Every single person that comes in contact with the Word of God fits into one of these four categories. There was wayside ground. Amen. Where the seed didn't get into the cultivated ground and where the rows were and all that stuff and the holes and everything that was supposed to be. Amen. But they got put on the wayside. Amen. And the Bible said, amen, the birds of the air just came and, you know, just kind of picked them out. Praise God. uh, uh, Before they could do anything. And a person that receives the word, but you know, uh, in the wayside situation, and then when they're ground, the, the heart is the ground. Amen. The devil comes and takes it away before that person can really digest it and really understand it. Amen. Then there was the stony ground, when that was a, where a person receives the word with joy. Amen. And for a short time, they have joy because they got the word, but that ground is stony. Amen. It's rock hard. Praise God. And when tribulation and persecution comes their way as a result of the word, they're offended. You see, there's no depth in stony ground. There's no way to get roots down. Praise God. And so they don't last. And then there's thorny ground. And that's a person that receives the word. But the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches and everything else that the world sometimes throws at us, it chokes the word. Its effectiveness is greatly diminished. You see all those thorns. How in the world is anything going to grow through there? It's hogging up all the resources. Amen. And then the fourth type of ground was good ground. And the good ground was good because the farmer prepared it to receive the word. Praise God. Remember, our heart is the ground. And we are in charge of the ground. Amen. God's business is the seed. And our business is the ground. Praise God. The seed is awesome. The seed is powerful. Amen. But that same seed has all kinds of results based on the ground. Amen. Our heart. We are in charge of our heart. We are in charge of, amen, getting the shovel and the pickaxe and busting up that stony ground. Amen. And pulling out all those weeds and those thorns that are in competition with the, with the resources, amen, that only the word should be taken up in our hearts. Amen. But the farmer, he broke up the ground. He turned it over, amen, so the seed could take root quickly. He fertilized it and watered it so the seed would flourish and grow quickly. And the word, God, amen, the word is what God wants to do in our heart. He wants to, he wants to it, it'll help us follow him. And we got to prepare our hearts, hallelujah, amen. In order for us to follow him for the right reasons, we got to let the word germinate in our hearts. That's why the Bible said in the book of Jeremiah, break up the fallow ground. Ground. Amen. Break it up. Break up the stony ground. God said, I'll take the stony heart out and give you a heart of flesh because a heart of flesh can receive the word of God and it can take root. Praise God. And then I'll be following him for the right reasons. Amen. Preparing our hearts is something we not only need to do for the word's sake to prosper in our hearts, but we also need to do it so our prayers prosper. Amen. You know, really, it's a matter of the heart. Our heart has everything to do with everything. Praise God. You see, the Word is God. Amen. And God is His Word. You know, Jesus, He was God manifest in the flesh. 
But in his own hometown of Nazareth, the Bible said, because a prophet hath not honor in his own hometown, we grew up with him. We've seen him growing up. We know this is Jesus. He's the carpenter's son. Who does he think he is? He's got the Messiah complex. And the Bible said he could not do very many miracles in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Amen. Same God, same miracles, but not very much results because of their hearts were not ready for it. Amen. But he went down, amen, the road to the next little town. Amen. And that next little town, the Bible said he healed them all. It's because they didn't know him over there. Amen. And they had just heard Jesus is coming. He's the healer. He's the blind eye opener. He's the deaf ear unstopper. He's a leprosy taker away, take the way of the leprosy. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. Amen. He calms the storm. Praise God. Why are you following him? Amen. You know, a sad footnote of the reign of King Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. You know, the, the, the kingdom of Israel was never so great as it was under Solomon. They had Saul, they had David, and then Solomon. Amen. And Solomon brought it to this pinnacle. And then when Solomon died, he said, he told his son Rehoboam, he goes, here, you're, you're going to take it. Amen. And Rehoboam, he blew it. He, he just didn't listen to God. He didn't listen to the elders that served with his father. He didn't do what he should have done. He listened to his college buddies and he just messed up. And, from, and that kingdom split from that point forward. And it was never a united kingdom. Amen. There was the northern kingdom and there was the southern kingdom. And he had the smallest chunk. But he did have Jerusalem. Amen. And, but he had, they had nothing but problems from then on. And the Bible said in 2 Chronicles 12, 14... And one of the footnotes toward, right before it said that he reigned so many years and then he died. It said he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. Why are you following him? we got to prepare our hearts to receive the word. we got to prepare our hearts to go for prayer. Amen. Some people say, well, you know, because sometimes you got to pray on a dime. Yeah, you do. Sometimes you got to call the name of Jesus on a situation. Amen. And then sometimes you just get your Bible out and start reading it. But let me tell you something. Depending on how our heart is throughout the day and throughout the week, it depends on how good our prayers are going to go through. Amen. And the Word of God is going to be received into our hearts. We've got to do the part of cultivating our heart. Amen. That's our job so that the Word can germinate. Amen. And God, and we can also be, uh, be ready, instant in prayer, and re- be ready. I don't want to be overdrawn like a checking account. You try to write a check, and you don't have an insufficient funds, and the check bounces. Amen. Some people have overdraft protection. God bless you. Amen. For a little bit of padding in case of something. But you know what? Amen. When it comes to a spiritual situation, amen, our heart is like the bank account, and we got to make deposits. we got to make deposits. we got to make deposits. Amen. we got to live for God. we got to follow Him for the right reasons. we got to treat people right. Amen. I'm making deposits. I'm changing my heart. I'm making it better. Amen. And then when the word of God comes, hallelujah, and I got to call on the name of Jesus and I got to pray earnestly. Amen. It's going to go flowing. No problem. Amen. Isaiah tells us that unrepentant sins and iniquities cause a temporary separation between us and God. Amen. It's not God leaving us because he said he'd never leave us. 
It's us making the distance so that our prayers fall on deaf ears. Peter talks about actions that we can engage in that will hinder our prayers. Amen. And I don't want prayers to be hindered. I don't want God to have my prayers fall on deaf ears. I don't know about you, but I want every prayer to count, don't you? Amen. I know I don't pray enough as it is. And so, amen, every prayer I do pray, God, let it be effective and let it blast through every barrier. And let not me be the hindrance of my own prayers. Because I'm not following you for the right reasons. Help me to follow you for the right reasons. Amen. You see, we should never try and pray around our sins but, or ignore our sins. But rather, let's pray through our sins and deal with them first and foremost. Amen. That's what we ought to do. Praise God. Amen. The very most important part of the Lord, one of the very important parts of the Lord's prayer is, Forgive us our transgressions. That's why it's important to repent and ask God to forgive us right away. And so we will have consistent and open access to God. Amen. And our prayers will flow freely and not be hindered. Amen. Don't put them under the rug. Put them under the blood. Amen. Let God have them. Praise God. Don't let anything fester. Don't let anything grow. Don't let any sin become a malignant into our lives. Amen. To where it would be harder to deal with. Amen. Let's just put them aside and put them on the sea of forgetfulness and send them ahead and ask God to forgive us. Amen. And He'll remember them no more. He'll put them behind us and behind Him. He'll put them as far as the east is from the west. And then I can go on with my life. I can follow Him unhindered without any problems. Amen. In my life. Amen. That I'm causing myself because I don't follow him for the right reasons and I'm allowing things to linger in my heart because my heart's not right. Amen. It's like stony ground. It's like thorny ground. It's like wayside ground. I got to have good ground. Amen. And I know God is what makes my heart good, but I got to have good ground too. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. Praise God. So Jesus. Starts telling them all these things. And they said, this is a hard saying. Who can know it? Amen. Who can hear it? Who wants to deal with it? And then Jesus said, are you guys offended? You haven't seen nothing yet. I'm trying to tell you, this is a real life. This is the real world. Amen. Because offenses are going to come our way, folks. Woe unto them that are the offenders, but offenses come our way. Amen. They're a part of life. However, we should never be offended at God. And we should never be offended at God's word. Amen. We might be sad about it. It might hit us right between, you know, the eyes. It might just hit us right under the fifth rib here. Like, whoa, that's right to me. That's what I need to hear. That's what, man, I got to quit that. I got to start, start doing that. Amen. That's for me. Praise God. Amen. But I don't want to be offended. I don't want to say, God, I don't want to hear it anymore. I got to follow him for the right reasons. I want to hear his word. Amen. And so uh, I'm never going to be offended at him or his word. Psalm 119, 165, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Amen. I'm going to love his law and I'm not going to let his law offend me. Amen. I'm going to say I got to adjust to his law. I'm not going to let the law offend me because God is right and God is perfect and God is true. Luke 7, 23, and then Jesus said, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Amen. Hallelujah. He said that about John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist 
just doing the will of God. He was the forerunner. He's the one that paved the way for Jesus. And then he said, he goes, all right, well, now my job's over, and I must decrease, and he must increase. And he kind of pointed his disciples over to Jesus. This is the one that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. You follow him now. Amen. Stop following me and follow him. Amen. About that time, amen, because of some of the things he said to King Herod and and what he was doing, messing around with his brother's wife and so forth. Amen. He, He got put in prison. Amen. John the Baptist did. And, but John, he was just, he was just wanted to really be sure, hey, is Jesus the one we should be following? Is Jesus the one? Is he really the Messiah? Even though he was his young, his younger cousin by birth. Amen. He wanted to know for a fact. He's imprisoned. He's not sure what's going on. And so he sent a couple of his followers. He said, go to Jesus and ask him, amen. Should we, uh, are you the one that's to come or should we follow another? And Jesus said, go tell John, the lame walk, and the blind see, and the dead are raised, and devils are cast out. And he went back over to John, and they told him that. Amen. And also tell John this, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Hallelujah. You tell him, you better believe I'm the one and we're going to follow you. Amen. That's all John needed to hear. But he didn't want, he didn't want John even to be offended in him. Hey, don't, don't question it, John. It's going to be okay. I'm the one. Don't worry. That's why he said all this is happening. Praise God. Praise God. So it needs to be settled in our hearts. It needs to be settled in our mind, we have to have a made up mind that, hey, Jesus is the one, amen, and I'm following him. Come what may, no matter what, I must be committed and persuaded that he is everything he said he would be and everything he said he will be, amen, and that he is. Hallelujah. Why do I follow Jesus? Why should we follow Jesus? Just because he's Jesus. Just because he is God manifested just because he died he cared enough to die for me that's why i want to follow him amen i want to follow him even more than his word because he is his word praise god hallelujah jesus told the the, the pharisees and the sadducees scribes all the religious leaders he said search the scriptures in them you think you have eternal life but you, you don't unless you understand that they are they which testify of me the scriptures point to me and so if you're rejecting me you don't have eternal life for yourself that's what he told them he said you gotta follow me for me amen don't just count on the word and the, they had the word memorized they had it down pat they could see it backwards and forwards and yet they even with that they missed the messiah they missed god in flesh amen and that's why he said they uh, will testify of me amen the scriptures point to me praise god and so jesus is the reason i'm following jesus he's the only reason and all this stuff he does, I love it and I thank him for it. All these blessings and the feeding and the prosperity and the healings and all that good stuff. Amen. And the protection. Yes, that's awesome. But I'm following him for him. Yeah. Amen. Jesus asked his 12 apostles if they would also stop following him. And he answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Why do I follow Jesus? Because... 
Amen. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That means Jesus is the bridge to heaven. Jesus is the only way. And praise God. He didn't make any bones. He said, anybody trying to climb up another way other than my way is a thief and a robber. He said, I am the way. And he said, and also, he says, I'm the door also. And so you go through me, amen. I'm also, I'm the door and I'm the way and I'm the path and I'm the bridge and I'm everything you need to get to heaven. Praise God. Why do I follow Jesus? Because you can come from following anything or anybody else to Jesus. But you'll never, ever find anything greater than Jesus. Amen. If you, if you leave Jesus and go back to something else, amen, or go to something that somebody said is better than Jesus, amen, you are just shortchanging yourself. Praise God, because Jesus has the words of eternal life. Amen. There's been a lot of good people come and go, but Jesus has the words of eternal life. Amen. Why do I follow Jesus? Because he is the true light that lighteth this world. John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Why are you following him? You know, there's, old, there's an old chorus that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. Then it says, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. And then it says, though none go with me, still I will follow. Amen. I don't care if there's somebody, amen, that the person that got me coming to God is no longer following. Still I will follow. I'm sorry that somebody changed their mind, but it's not right. Amen. Hallelujah. You pointed me to the right way, and I'm still going. Amen. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Praise God. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I have decided to follow Him. No turning back. No turning back. Would you stand with me? Oh, praise God. Praise God. Before we leave this place, I know I already asked that question, but amen. Let's just examine ourselves and let's make sure that we're following him for the right reasons. Amen. And not one of these side reasons, not one of these byproducts of what happens when Jesus comes around. Amen. When he comes, he comes with gifts. He comes with blessings. He comes with this. He comes with that. Amen. I'm not following him for those things specifically. I'm following him for him. Amen. And I know that when I follow him, that that some of these things are going to be part of it. But I don't want to get my focus off. Amen. I want to come just for him. Amen. Hallelujah. And if I don't feel him today, that's okay. I'm following him for him. Amen. If you didn't feed the 5,000 today, that's okay. I'm following him for him. But you know what? You know, you can't follow him too long without him doing some great things in your life. Amen. There might be some dry spells here and there. There might be some times of testing. Amen. And trouble and, and question. Amen. But that's just part of life. But if I follow him, I'm going to be in good hands and I'm going to be okay.
Praise God. And I think we're all in good company. We're following Jesus. Praise God. Oh, let's talk to the Lord right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.